John Wu is joining us, president at Ava Labs. John, where do you begin in trying to analyze what's going on here and what implication it has for Bitcoin as an investment? Hi, Oliver. Good to be here. So I don't think what we saw today in the crypto asset class was caused today or even the last couple of days. This has been a recurring macro trend that's affected all asset classes in the last, call it, couple of months. Um, the, the investors and the market has been worried about inflation, especially highlighted by the recent CPI and PPI numbers. So thinking inflation rates, inflation interest rates will be going up. A lot of the high growth tech names were the first ones to feel the bulk of the sell-off. You know, the SaaS names that were trading like 30 times sales. And those mm. went down first. Some of them corrected 50% in the last couple of months. Then we saw S&P, more regular names, starting to get hit. We even saw the high yield markets, uh, those um, credits take a little bit of a ding. So we forget, or we don't forget actually, that recently there's been such institutional money coming into the crypto space. So now you have an investor base that is exposed to all of these asset classes. And perhaps correlation is just a little bit higher now. And crypto and Bitcoin was the last asset class to price in these moves in inflation and worries about taxes. Well, hold on. I thought inflation was supposed to be good for Bitcoin. It's all I ever hear is that buy this thing because the dollar is going to fall apart. Uh, and the dollar has been in free fall while Bitcoin shaved off 50%, which correlation not correlation maybe none of those assets dropped 50 percent in the course of two weeks in the long run bitcoin is a store of value and it is good for bitcoin because the finite supply however when you are forced to liquidate and you're the same players in the equity markets as you are in the crypto markets you have to you there are sources of fun, sources of capital in order to fund things and when the two investor bases have now overlapped you are gonna have a short-term effect even in things like Bitcoin. Although in the long run, it is still the right investment. It is a digital store value. John, what, how do we test the store value thing? I mean, I feel like we gotta start getting a lot more sharp here on our languages because when we call it a store of value, Bitcoin's relative strength to gold peaked out April 13th. Inflation expectations have been climbing since. Bank of America's fund manager survey, inflation, Number one concern that started in the latest reading over the past month. So while inflation has actually been playing a role in the market, to your point here, Bitcoin's done the worst out of everything. The gold, the store of value is correlating exactly with real rates as we would expect. So how can we keep calling a store of value? Like, what's the test? I mean, are, don't we have to like actually test that thesis at some point? I think it's been tested for the last year or so. So the we've never risk, had an inflationary environment that we're going into right now. Ten years, we've had zilch inflation. This is finally it, isn't it? Like, isn't this the time? But the last six months, your data is citing the last couple of months. In the last six months to nine months, in fairness, people are anticipating a lot of this inflation. And you had gold and Bitcoin move up last year together in the, for the fear of inflation. And then gold kind of waned a little bit and then Bitcoin continue. And it's only recently that gold has now taken some of the lead in terms of the relative strength. So what then is gonna be our system? What I'm trying to figure out is like, how do we at some point go, all right, let's decide if this thing is doing what it's purported to do. Because if we just keep going, well, if uh, let's say Bitcoin 
Let's say Bitcoin didn't rally back and Bitcoin's at 30K. Then Bitcoin's down on the air. So then do we just stretch our timeline back and go, oh, well, nine months, 10 months, it's beating gold. Well, then if Bitcoin goes down, do we go, well, the last two years, it's beating gold. And if Bitcoin goes down further, we go, oh, well, the past 10 years. I mean, like, that's not really a system, is it? Well, I mean, at least looking at it annually, you know, a 12-month moving average or something, it's always been beating gold. So I don't think you can use that argument uh, for a extended period of time, whether it's 12 months or 24 months or three years, it's historically been beating gold, um, especially when the when the market started pricing in the future of inflation, when the Fed started printing a lot of money. That was definitely a period of time when Bitcoin far outperformed gold. What about the relation to uh, to a diversifying uh, instrument within a portfolio? NASDAQ closing high. April 16th, Bitcoin's high, April 13th, NASDAQ down 7%, Bitcoin uh, now down, uh, what are we at, maybe 35% or something like that, maybe a little bit more off the high. I mean, what about the diversifier test? Because I've had guests that are traditional investors have been mentioning this over the past you know, eight, nine months, and they've dabbled in it saying, hey, it's going to be uncorrelated. I want to try this thing out. Is there a risk right. here that that Wall Street adoption, they're going to go, you know what, let's send it back to the adoption center because this thing is the worst in my portfolio when I need it to be working. That's right. So, I mean, unfortunately, uh, one of the things that is going to be the result of more adoption from Wall Street is correlation. When the same people hold the same asset classes, they will do things similarly for both asset classes. In the past, because Wall Street was not as part of Bitcoin and crypto, retail and true early believers were, it was a different type of uh, asset class where it's less correlation. However, now that the two, the two investor bases are conflating, there will be more correlation. With that said, it was very important to point out what you just said. Even though they may have peaked in price at roughly the same time, the NASDAQ versus um, Bitcoin, if you vol adjust that, the movement, the annualized vol of NASDAQ versus the annualized vol of Bitcoin, for instance, has gone from 75% to about 100%, 125% right now. If you vol adjust that, Bitcoin has actually held up very, very well in the last couple of months versus NASDAQ. Here's the thing that seems to me like maybe is one way to test this is we've been watching stocks go up for a decade plus. We've been watching Bitcoin go up for a decade plus. So Bitcoin's beat the heck out of everything. But would you at least think about the kind of defining this as a high beta? Let me ask you this. Is it possible, John, that this is just a high beta risk trade until proven otherwise? Because we've got 10 years of sample size. And in that period, stocks have gone up. Bitcoin's gone up. Is the big test going to be if stocks go down, what does Bitcoin do? Like, isn't that what we got to wait for here? How can we just kind of say, hey, it's definitely store value until we get a period that's actually different when everything doesn't go up? <laughs> that's a very fair point. I can tell you that a decent percentage of the people who invest or own Bitcoin is for the store value argument. But there are different, definitely a different group of people who own Bitcoin and other crypto assets for the speculative slash growth aspects of it. So unlike NASDAQ stocks, no one who owns NASDAQ stocks believe they are permanent stores of value like gold is, and they've separated the two paths. In Bitcoin, at least, there are definitely uh, both groups or both camps invested and playing around in the Bitcoin mm. realm. Hey, John, 
I got one more just real quickly. Uh, I'm enjoying the conversation. I appreciate it. Uh, one more. Price is so important to Bitcoin because it always makes new highs. I mean, look, everybody expects this thing that buys it to, for it to go up. Do you change any of the confidence in the thesis if we don't get back to the previous highs this year? Because a lot of people that uh, look at stock to flow models and things, and that basically says we got to get back to 85 by the end of the year. Your stock to flow says you'll get to like you know five hundred thousand at some point, but some point, um, yeah. uh, but I, I think if you look at the history of Bitcoin, the natural volatility of thing and movements of twenty five percent down or more to like thirty forty percent in two thousand seventeen, there's three or four times of that. You know it's going to happen in this cycle as well. Um, but there are other indications that even in the short term, this movement is uh, the sell off is kind of over, and that's maybe why we bounce today. You know, borrowing rates at the exchanges to the short Bitcoin have now skyrocketed to 15%. That's usually an indication that people are a little bit overly bearish. The futures curves on, on the Bitcoins have now, on Bitcoin has now flattened. You know, some, it, earlier you can basically ride that uh, to three months out, you know, at a 50% annualized rate, meaning people thought the future price of Bitcoin was so much higher than that of today's spot price. So there are a lot of indications actually as to why maybe this is why we bounced recently. Okay.